0: Hello and welcome to Celebrity Wine Club. Does everybody know what time it is? Oh my god, tool time! Maynard's wine, Casidius Cellars wine.
1: I think I it's am- caduceus. Oh, why did I say it it's wrong? It's caduceus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna get it right. It's caduceus. <laughs> I, I even practiced. <laughs> okay, anyway, we have a special guest today, Tony. Say hi, Tony. Hey, and then of course, I'm here with my regular babes.
1: Yeah, I'm Nicole and I'm Lauren. Welcome back. So, uh, before we jump into talking about Maynard's Wine, how did your hangovers turn out from last week? Oh. Oh, God.
0: Mine was bad, and I don't remember what I was doing. Oh, we did it on a school night. We did it on a school night because we're bad girls. I had the worst hangover, not like a worst hangover, sorry, the worst headache, and I hardly ever get headaches, and I was nauseous. Like I went to our like only singleton bathroom in the entire building to try to puke, and I couldn't. And it's really funny because my coworker is six weeks pregnant and she was like, are you sure you're not pregnant? Are you sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, I hope not. I don't think so. (laughs) I mean pregnant with
1: like wine grapes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was the thing I drank. I was just
1: giving you that face too. Sorry to interrupt but I was just giving you that face too because like I just realized that you don't work from home like the rest of us right
0: now. No. Mm -hmm. I'm in an office and have been the entire time. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm sorry Nicole. What were you going to say? Oh no. I was just going to say my hangover was also awful but I think it was just because I was like really excited to get out of my stupid house and I came over here and drank all of that like Sarah Jessica Parker wine hella fast and then I Drank even more wine and then i just felt like dog shit i my whole shit was all fucked up i couldn't even keep my notes straight like within 10 minutes of the episode like i i was feeling it before it even began kind of but not in like a Nicki minaj kind of way but in like a you know baby should drink some water kind of way yeah i don't think i drank enough water or ate enough food that day whatever (laughs) did you have a hangover last weekend I did
0: not, because I hardly ever drink. <laughs> so I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> this is for me. Well, we have quite a bit to go through tonight. Yeah, so. we're doing
1: quite a bit of bottles today. Four. I, I will tell you that I've been saying that I probably should have been practicing and listening to... Everything that I have about this, while drunk, because I don't know how it's going to come off. <laughs> doing research sober, and then it's going to be really fun to say "condicious" later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole, you want to tell us a little bit about the wine? I know you've been doing a bunch of research. Yeah, we have four different bottles, but um, I can. I was just kind of so. <sighs> Get it together. So um, his vineyard is in Arizona, which I thought was really weird because... I thought so too. You don't really hear about there. wine in Arizona. So it's I desert. was doing some research and it's in like this little unincorporated town pretty much um, that has a population of about 450 people. So like Maude. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> a, it's like... Um, it's the shit where is it oh it's in jerome arizona and um it's like a hundred miles north of phoenix just a quick side note jerome is one of my favorite lizzo songs i know yeah. I just <laughs> <in> my head. <laughs> well apparently there are three different wine regions in arizona and like on wikipedia the way that it told you where they were was just by saying if they were north south or east of like sedona or phoenix basically oh okay so they really pride themselves on their wine regions <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But um he started it in 2004 and um they've been making wine ever since. He's got like some different locations where they actually grow the grapes, but um he I guess this one is like the the main places in the Sanita um wine area which is south of Tucson. So, I guess that in Arizona, they like they the conjecture is that they actually started making wine in Arizona like back in the 18th century because of priests and Catholic churches needing wine, but they didn't actually commercially start making wine in Arizona until like the 1860s or 1870s, and it was just like a guy that started making wine to sell to the miners that were coming there to like mine for ore and shit. Okay. I was like
0: the miner. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> oh R- no, like <laughs> or miners. And
1: so, um, anyway, whenever Prohibition was passed in like 1914? No, 1908, something. They had to yeah. stop. They had to stop producing wine so that like all went kaput. And then there was a guy who was like... Um, a researcher in the 1970s who started researching the soil and found that it was like the perfect condition for growing grapes. And so he started bringing winemaking back and that's like when it got popping off again was in the seventies and eighties. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So we're going to be doing this like true wine tasting style then. Right. So we've got a white wine and three reds and we're just going to go from like white to the wildest red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to get us started then? All right, so we're kicking it off with the white wine. We've got um, this is the staff of God Hermes, the herald of temporarily and trans. I'm sorry, <laughs> temporality and transformation, eloquence and change. So this is the Dos Ladrones 2017 Arizona White Table Wine, and it is a blend. It's 12.5 percent alcohol by volume. The bottle is, I mean, it's just a clear glass bottle with some like black label. The back. Has um well, it tells you what it is. It's fifty percent Malvasia B- Bianca and fifty percent Chardonnay, and then it says seductive and irresistible. Designed, designed, <laughs> divine <laughs> and graceful, <laughs> much like myself. Um, complex and alluring, and then it says MJ Keenan winemaker, and then it's got um a little bit more information about like where it was made. So. Drink up, ladies. All right. hmm, smell it. So, um, I mean, everyone... Pro- every- I mean, you guys can keep doing your thing. I was just going to talk. Like, I'm going to do my S's. Everyone knows that, like, what Chardonnay is, but that, like, Malvesia Bianca is just, like, a white wine that... um, Or a white grape that they use to make, like, unrefined, like, table wine and <laughs> dessert wine mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. take a sniff. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like... It doesn't smell bad. Really? Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it smells like a Sauvignon Blanc to me, kind of. It doesn't smell like a Sav to me. Sav Blanc. Okay, well, do your S's. So, you did your sniffing. It does have legs. It does. For a white. It does. Drippy boys. I think it has a very sweet smell. So, I can tell you guys what the tasting, like, what it described it like on the website, but we should taste it first. So of it course. like, color opinions. Mm-hmm. It's effervescent, mm-hmm. which is nice. But overall like Let me try again. It's,
0: it's really <laughs> light. It's I mean, I'm not a fan of white wine anyway, but I mean, we all know this. Yep. But I'm it's just not doing much it's just kind of plain
1: like i don't i don't find any single note
0: it is just supposed to be a table wine though
1: i know so on their website it said that um it's a it has a seductive jasmine nose a bright clean mouthfeel with tangerine apricot and peach flavors framed by a hint of almond okay did you get that tony well, I usually drink my white wine mixed with green tea. <laughs> so this is very new to me.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm just sitting
1: here trying to like look sophisticated, like ooh, I'm drinking white wine without mixing. We it do with this something. every we do this every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sit <laughs> here so trying to act sophisticated. I couldn't even say like most of the words on the back of that bottle. Mm-mm. Um, I don't really get jasmine or almond. It might just be my trash palette. Well, I did burn my entire mouth off with, like, the hottest jalapeno earlier, so I don't really know how good my palate's going to be, guys. It is very light, though. Um, I know the reason that I do usually mix my white wine is because it usually has that kick right off the bat, mm-hmm. where I need something to level that out. And this, I could pretty much drink straight, so... I think that that makes it for me. It and tastes okay, white wine it I tastes agree. Like it already has ice cubes melted in it. I was it's just, just like, about oh, to say that it does. <laughs> and like I mean like not, not to be like this vodka tastes like nothing, but this wine tastes like nothing. I it's kind of dangerous if you think about it. well, I can't really i mean obviously, like a lot of the Chardonnay stuff is like butteriness and oakiness and if, I mean Blech. whatever it wasn't a, aged um in any type of like cast mm-hmm. cask. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I did watch a little bit of a documentary on YouTube. It's like it's like a four-part four series about like I think it's called Working Hard or something. Mm-hmm. And um it was just going about like how they grow everything that they put into the wine there and about the process and like it was actually really interesting and pretty cool because obviously every vineyard, every winemaker, they all do it differently they all have their own recipes they follow. Mm-hmm. So So um I thought it was, like, funny or everyone was like, oh, he's descended from Italian winemakers, like, blah, blah, blah. But then in an interview, he was like, yeah, I guess I am, but I had already started growing grapes whenever I found that out. A family member I never talked to told me that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's in your blood. <laughs> and, like,
1: I was reading all this other stuff. Like, obviously, like, the it's in, like, a super teeny tiny town in Arizona, and he said... um. He characterized his neighbors as being a teetotaling Republican community. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know. I don't so, mean to laugh but yeah it's like a big artist hippie commune out there like well yeah. i mean
1: i guess that that was like a site of a mine and then there was like a huge workers strike in that town and then like they drove all of the striking workers out of there and it like destroyed the town because that was the whole town was the miners so anyway there <laughs> so like, then like they yeah now there's like their a, population. a museum and like a coffee shop and you know hippy dippy arizona people. is his is his restaurant there too merkin i think i think it's prob there's probably a bunch of people that like can't afford to live in sedona that live around there oh i would be one of them please yes so do you guys know how um like some of the guys from tool got their start
0: i did watch a documentary
1: i know one of the ways that maynard got his start okay well, I mean, there's lots of stuff, but like after he got out of the military and went to art school, like his one of his first jobs as an artist was and because he loved animals was being an interior designer for like a series of pet stores. I know, <laughs> I know. And then I also like the concept for the first band they were in. So they like they were called Green Jello, but one of the reasons why they were called Green Jello is because people would throw that at them on stage. <laughs> It was just a couple weeks ago that I played um, Three Little Pigs for Seth and he had never heard it. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) I have been really reconnecting with 14-year-old Lauren while doing all of this research this past week. I told Tony that like there's not a lot of things that I've held on to since like being a teenager, but one thing that I have held on to is just like slamming doors when I'm pissed, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, no matter what, I'm just like slamming doors all the time.
0: And you think that's because of Tool?
1: I mean, no, Uh-oh. it's just like a thing that happened <laughs> oh, so when
0: slamming doors again. This week is what you're saying. <laughs> she, she does not know how to quietly shut a door. I don't know how to quietly do anything. No. I don't know if
1: you've noticed.
0: Well, I'm glad we have Tony here because I was just saying before we started um, that when I was doing my research, I was like, Tool was already, always around and I remember hearing it, but I didn't like listen to Tool. And so um, I'm glad you're here because you're a Tool fan.
1: And, you know, my Tool fandom, I don't think you could call it super fandom. Like, you would see these people wearing Tool shirts and everything else. My Tool fandom is more internalized. Like, I want to listen to Tool in bed, naked, with a hot guy. And I think it's sexy time music i I feel like that's how i want to spend most of my time if i'm (laughs) being honest and also that hot guy is like bringing me stuff like my you know ipad or my phone or snacks or more wine more wine i would like to lay in bed alone and have a hot guy just bring me things and it not be like sexual at all like maybe for him but for me it's just (laughs) you know my husband he bought us strawberries for tonight and i totally forgot them oh no <laughs> so maybe we could
0: listen to tool later and just feed me he just he just feed you strawberries <laughs> bad.
1: i don't think it sounds that bad to be Does honest with you like
0: a bad bad time so
1: do you remember how you first got into tool sure um i was dating this guy um we have a we have an exhibit here he, he is hashtag my first fiance. <laughs> Wait, you wore your actual engagement ring? I did. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> when did you Look get at engaged? <laughs> I was like 18. Yeah. I was so pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, for the listeners, this picture of Tony's um, first engagement, um, it's her and her ex fiance, and they are like in a wine glass, and like laying on <laughs> the table by the base of the wine glass is a red rose. Like, <laughs> this is peak 90s. We might have to
0: post it to, the, to the socials we, oh, to let us. We might. We can bar out the eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will tell you, there are three bands that me and him listen to religiously Tool of Perfect Circle, per, <laughs> and well, Pussy no. Fire. <laughs> kiss Mm -hmm. our first apartment he insisted that we decorate it with all of his kiss junk i mean flags action figures in the curio cabinet i had to put my (laughs) foot down somewhere he didn't get his way he got a corner of the bedroom for his kiss stuff we listened to nine inch nails
0: of course yeah
1: fitting and then Mm -hmm. tool and i don't know he had a really nice stomach.
0: <laughs> and when you're 18, that's what's important. I mean... so
1: important. He was older than me, too, so it was kind of like, ooh, I have a guy who has a job. And we we lived right above the pet store. Because all those 17-year... all those other dudes that you're hanging around don't have fucking jobs. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you, like, go down to the pet store and, like, pet ferrets and stuff? Well, no. It was a fish store. So, um... I worked down there, and I would clean fish tanks all day, and then I would go upstairs and be there. Mm. The hotness. Glamorous. Ooh. <laughs> at 18, though, really, that is, like, pretty cool. I mean, I remember yeah. looking at my diary from when I was, like, 16, and it's, like, a list of things that were important to, like, find an efficiency apartment. It's, like, could you imagine? <laughs> that was... <laughs> Important shit. Yeah. Well, I was like seriously contemplating a, like a, a big haircut at that time. Um, well, I have to say like the first time I got into Tool, I was like 14. And there was this boy who had a crush on me and he would like burn me CDs all the time. And it was always Tool and a Perfect Circle and Nine Inch Nails and then like some Slipknot and a few other like very scream heavy bands in there. But he would always wear like bright red lipstick And this is like a super small town, too. So everybody was like, what's this fucking guy's problem? And you remember the jelly bracelets? So he would wear like the gloves, or, like the cutoff fingers of the anarchy sign like on the top of them or whatever, and then like a million jelly bracelets from like wrist to elbow, like on both arms. It was Did he just smell like sour laundry all the time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't actually remember, but I do remember um him having like really like milky style bad breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a like a hallmark sign of like those type of dudes, ones that wear like a bunch of slipknot gear and mm-hmm. Either hair black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this guy that worked at our like local gas station in Seminole. We never knew his name. He was called the gas station Buddha, but we befriended him. <laughs> his name was Brian. Oh, okay. Nicole knew his name. Anyway, so he, we called him the gas station Buddha, though, and we befriended him. And he was obsessed with Tool and ICP. He had, like, different little clown tattoos all over him, and he drove a yellow Ford Focus that also had ICP, like, stickers all over it, and he had, like, like the guy from Anthrax, like, just a super long goatee that was bright red, like, dyed Coke can red. And not only that, the whole reason that I even started talking to him was he started working at Easy Mart, where I would go all the time, like, afternoon, whenever I was really stoned, and he would with me you would be like i know you're high and i'm gonna call the cops and stuff and like really freak me out but then i went in there not high one time and he like laughed at me so we became friends but i hung out at his house on a couple of occasions with i a went few over friends. there too he had like all these butt plugs everywhere all over his bathroom and his bedroom <laughs> it was like he left them out as a bait or but something no, he was upset he wasn't trying to put them in girls he wanted girls to put them in inside him. him and he told
0: us that so maybe not the butt plug part, but what you described <laughs> <laughs> its exactly what, in my mind, I always picture tool listeners as, unfortunately. But when I was watching the documentary like this, we'll get into more of it later because I don't remember all the details. But I was like, oh, I can see like there's like artsy and they were like, what did you say earlier, like ahead of their time on some stuff. And
1: well, yeah, because really what predated just- them was glam rock. And then what was going on at the time was, like, grunge rock, and they yeah. were, like, real progressive they and weird. They
0: totally prog.
1: Yeah. Totally, totally prog. Well, but it's not like it's just, like, was <laughs> screaming, you know, and you're obsessed with the Fibonacci sequence and stuff. And then even, like, on the, um, the quarks, there's sacred geometry, and it's actually, it's Caduceus 353, and the 353 is on sacred geometry. And I was just looking it up because I knew it had to be some shit, so. It is um, some shit, to be exact. Um, it's like the precise, he, I mean, it's like the Hebrew, like gematria. Mm-hmm. And then so 353 is the 71st prime number. And like in Hebrew numbers, it means um, wild grapes. Oh. And it also means God this, restores. So this wine is kind of like a puzzle. <laughs> Maybe the flavors will get more complex <laughs> as we like go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of like. Um, a little bit like national treasure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we almost need like a cipher. Well, I found that information on like the tool subreddit, but it was like guy checking in from the occult subreddit here, like blah, 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 like oh explaining God. all the 353 thing. And I'm like, oh, I mean,
0: I, I mean, I'll use it for my I podcast, so, but also yeah. like, oh God, <laughs> I mean, thanks for the info. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of rabbit holes, I don't know how you get on Reddit and still like come out alive.
1: I oh, what I've i been f- getting into real weird shit. I've been getting into the like the spirit world angel Facebook page, which is sometimes it's like people who are genuine, but it's like people who are like, oh, no, like this goes past numerology. I've even fired my psychic. Like some people on there are clearly <laughs> mentally ill, like maybe most of them, but I'm. Anyway, I have to stay inside a lot, okay? I found some really weird shit. We've got to, you know, keep entertained, right? You can't just, like, sit around and watch TV and read Grady Hendrix all the fucking well, time. Like, you, you got to have a thrill. Do you guys know about rando Mm-mm. Okay, so nodding is, like, a whole thing. It's kind of, like, geocaching, but without actually finding, like, treasure. And, like, this app will just send you to, like, random coordinates. And everyone says it has, like, really spooky vibes and, like, crazy electromagnetic energy and stuff. And I saw this video, and I thought it was fake, but it wasn't because I saw a news story. So. These teens were rando nodding, and it sent them to this area on this uh, beach. This just sounds so like like nasty. Well, I mean, it's just like it sends you random places that are spooky, and then you get scared for <gasps> the most part. That but fun. this th- is my type yeah. of story. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <know> that <laughs> that <these> I've <laughs> been looking for a new thrill. Yeah. <laughs> these teens, like these three teens, were rando nodding, and they were sent to this like really like rocky area near the ocean. And there was um, a suitcase there, and one of them went down there and opened it, and they were like, "Ooh, it stinks!" and it's all video there was a dead body inside of it oh my my god God. yes that's
0: (laughs) ew this stinks
1: i saw it on tiktok and i thought it was fake but then i found the actual news article oh my god that's hilarious Uh, so
0: when you said it at first i was thinking of like what is it the middle of the universe or whatever that's the center of the universe universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so no it like
1: will send you out to like the woods or just random places where you're not trespassing um,
0: but there are murderers waiting for you. Maybe
1: I don't know. It's it's spoopy. I
0: guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to keep on schedule because we got a lot of wine to taste. Well, this white wine's going down pretty easy. I already finished my glass. Okay. We're who's doing wine number two?
1: Nicole. Nicole is. It's this the you the, shira, the no, you're shira. doing
0: That one. You're doing the red blend, and that's next. Oh. So, do we want to get clean
1: um, glasses? The Anubis. Yeah, let's or get do you- some clean glasses. Let's take a little break. Okay. Hey there. You like what you hear? These ladies play hard, and they work even harder for you, listeners. Not to mention, they are easy on the eyes. These celebrity-endorsed wines and liquors aren't cheap. It doesn't take beer goggles to see that. Have you considered adding a gratuity to your listen? If you feel so inclined, donate to their tip jar. Click the link in the show notes to drop a dime. 60% of proceeds will be donated to Black Lives Matter, trans funds, and bail funds. Bottoms up, baby.
0: All right. So our next wine is a red table wine, an Arizona red table wine from 2016 called Anibus. It is 13.4% by alcohol. And I really like this poem on the back. Uh, it, okay. It's kind of long, so bear with me. Okay. We're ready. Weary traveler, calloused and sore, time and gravity followed you here. Rest, my friend, and tell me all about the ocean. Spoils and trophies and burdens you've bore. Play them no mind. They matter no more. Leave them behind and show me all about the ocean. Looking deep into your eyes, I've never seen the ocean. Not like this one. Oceans by... (laughs) pussifier
1: it's it's pussy fire fire.
0: that's what i thought (laughs) it's
1: like pussifer
0: it's like lucifer with a p it's pussy fire what it is anyway that was i like it all right um and it's also mj keenan winemaker 60 percent cab sav 20 percent cab franc and 20 percent petite Syrah. This has got a
1: little bit of a BO vibe if I'm being honest. So this one um, on the website it says we consider this to be the beefiest beef friendly wine in the lineup. Anubis is the gatekeeper and this wine is the gateway for those in love with new world wines. Um it's your it's your guide to our more old world approach to winemaking. A rich bold red.
0: I said anibus, and you said anubis. It is anubis. Anubis. I know. I didn't want to correct you this time. I keep pronouncing things wrong, but I had a real... Anus (laughs) bus. The nose on this is a real kitty litter nose to me, honestly. It's got a BO vibe,
1: (laughs) if I'm going to be honest. Um, I really think that some of these winemakers need to hire us to do their marketing because, you know, who doesn't want to buy a kitty litter nose? That's not what I meant. I just meant the anus bust Mm. is... (laughs) (laughs) Stinkfist, whatever. <laughs> stink okay. Speaking of stinkfists, do your S's. Oh,
0: my. Stinkfist is the fifth S. <laughs> it's the fifth S, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. It's very sour. Tony's face. Um, it does taste like grapes that were smashed with someone's foot for sure, but like not a clean foot.
1: It do got that, um, that the uh. kind of the taste. So here's one thing that you guys need to know. A lot of these wines, including this next one that we're going to drink are wild fermented, which I don't know if you guys know what that means. That means that the yeast that naturally occurs at the vineyard and on the grape is what they use as the fermentation. And I was like straight fucking cracking up today because I was so they're stonky to read about it. So, all like they're pretty, it's like big kombucha energy. But yeah, apparently <laughs> yeah. it uses native yeast found on the fruit and in the vineyard for fermentation. And it says this one <laughs> This one article said You can find 50,000 yeast particles On a single grape Wow (laughs) Like how many yeast particles Can you find on me How many yeast particles Can you find Just in my belly button On a single toe (laughs) (laughs) under a single fingernail like i was also doing some hot research because he keeps being like i use old world styles blah 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 so i was like trying to read up about what that is like old world versus new world so old world means that it's like the og like mediterranean basin like the near east and north africa and then like italy and spain and france and you know all like the old dudes so um god this is making my fucking mouth pucker So Old World Wine is characterized by a lighter body, lower alcohol content, higher acidity, it's less fruity, and it has more mineral flavors. And then the New World Wine is stuff out of Argentina, Australia, Canada, Chile, Mexico, New Zealand, South Africa, and the USA. And it's fuller bodied, higher alcohol, lower acidity, and a pronounced fruit flavors and so what you can like think of with old world wine is uh, we don't just follow the rules we made the rules so that's very much like the preacher from footloose and then with new world wines it's (laughs) the only reason to learn the rules is so you can break them later and that's like that hot dude from center stage that teaches that girl not to just dance (laughs) straight (laughs) (laughs) so tool has a center stage connection not tool but maynard has a center stage connection Okay, that's how I like was keeping them straight in my head.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I follow. <laughs> I was wondering why she was talking so fast. It was because she's really excited to share her yes, like association well, also, I'm with Just us. like trying to get through all the like boring. Yeah, there's a lot of like boring. Tell us more about her tool time Exactly.
1: I do want to talk about that stink fist song because I am fucking convinced that it's about butthole exploration. Okay, so reading the book.
0: That I
1: read. Um, What's the book? Make me look this up.
0: <laughs> so, the biography, autobiography, or it is it's, the memoirs?
1: No, it's not that one. Let's see. It is a perfect union of contrary things. So, okay. Did he write it, Maynard? Yeah, or? and another lady. It's co-written, so I'm assuming
0: he talked and then she, she wrote, wrote it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's how I want to write all my books.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> so I want to record my life.
0: <clears throat> so, Tony just read this for Celebrity Wine Club for her... Yeah, it
1: wasn't like a leisure read. It was like her, you know, her like PhD dissertation is going to be publi- published on this podcast. You Basically. Guys. Well, she much. did a
0: lot of work, so tell us about it. So, so yeah, tell
1: us about Stinkfist, because I again. <laughs>
0: so anyway, buttholes. Um,
1: Maynard he writes these lyrics, but for a long time he refused to publish any of them or put them in the notes until um, fans said, "Tell us what they what you're saying." Mm-hmm. Pretty much, a lot of the stuff is kind of hard to hear. So um, when he put it out there, he refused to do any, you know, behind the music notes because he thinks that everybody should look at music their own way and not have any preconceived notions about it, which I kind of really like, because me and Lauren kind of had an interesting conversation about Stink Fist. Well, I remember you getting, like, a little maybe upset with me because you did not <laughs> think it was about someone putting a finger in a butthole. <laughs> no, I thought it was about being way deep in a heroin binge. Um same, same. <laughs> but I also say that when I was listening to it all the time, former fiancé, hashtag my first engagement ring, <laughs> was, was starting his um, dive into... descent. His descent, d- his descent <laughs> into depravity. So um, I guess I kind of listened to that and think about that. So it made sense in my mind that that's what it was about. Okay, so you're really. What is the song really about, though? Did we find out? Well, no, because I listened to a thing by some fans who said that it was about fisting a butthole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> shit, I was right.
1: <laughs> but that's just a fan. That's just how they were interpreting it. Mm-hmm. So we it's never like know. It's abstract
0: art. It's New Age. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, center stage.
1: It's a, Finger deep beneath is, the borderline, show me that you love me and we
0: belong together. <laughs>
1: it is about a buttholes and you cannot convince me otherwise. Well,
0: buttholes are very important to her. So you can see why <laughs> she was associated Anything below that borderline <laughs> well, is pretty important to her. I think that he likes to, like,
1: encourage stuff like that too, like... I don't know. It makes it more like have more pist- mystique around it. Like mm-hmm. I guess for a long time, all the fans were saying that Pussifer meant like that. The definition of that word was like when your vagina itches and
0: then <laughs> <laughs> is that like a- is awesome. <laughs> pussy <Lucifer>? awesome.
1: <laughs> okay. So Pussy Fire is mm-hmm. correct. Well, you know, that band like so debuted on Mr. It. Show it's just- too, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's really interesting because it's like an artist collective, they've always had a rotating master musician list. So mm-hmm. it's never been the same, even on records. So mm-hmm. um I do like that their first album, Tool's first album, was produced by a woman. Her name mm-hmm. was Sylvia Massey. Obviously mm-hmm. they like, you know, changed directions like as they progressed, but like the song that I really like by Tool, which is sober, like Yeah, it was produced by a lady, and I'm like, ooh, badass, lady power, hell yeah. I tried to listen to that song today, and I got two minutes and 11 seconds in, and then I put Whitney Houston back on. Well, you were kind of, like, in a mood. You were feeling a certain vibe. I was in very much, like, a Donna Summer, Whitney Houston, like, dance music vibe. So it was, like, very jarring when I was like, fuck, I have to listen to some Tool songs, and I tried to, and I was like, (laughs) oh, this is not it. I was in like a Cindy Lauper days for a little bit, and then I started listening to L- Lekaylee Forty Seven because mm-hmm. I fucking love her. That like that like walking around with stank acrylic song <laughs> is my favorite. So, oh, go ahead, Angie.
0: I was just gonna ask Tony if there were any other hot like finds in the book.
1: Um, well, there's all kinds of hot finds. Um, as the listeners know, we all live in Oklahoma, and he actually you know went that? to basic training in Oklahoma when he was in the army Fort
0: Sill? I, I don't assume. know it didn't even say it just
1: yeah
0: said. I mean, that's what I was assuming yeah yeah, that's my assumption mm-hmm. huh interesting which would have been like what do you think like in the late 80s no the
1: early 80s early I think 80s? 81 okay if I'm correct yeah. Oh, he is like yeah. fifty six, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, okay. like Tool started like getting really popular in the early nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're talking ninety three, I think, is when their first like EP came out. I think they, I just associate... the band formed
0: in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I associate them being young because I was young when they, <laughs> but yeah, I forgot he's like fifty six. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so early eighties, mm-hmm. he was here. He was here. Um... So Tony, do you listen to a lot of a perfect circle? Do you like do you like that project? I do like that project. I don't listen to it nearly as much. I think that it really came out when I was already out of high school and kind of, I was in the Navy, so kind of just listening to stuff from the 90s. and Right. So I kind of missed that wave, but I still listen to it. I just like the music video for The Outsider because it's like this girl and her friends just like fucking shit up. Like it starts with her like getting released from jail and they're like we now consider you reformed and then she like makes out with the police officer and I'm just like oh. it's like the tweety bird thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> call the fucking cops cuz I will fuck them. It says go ahead bitch, call the cops. I'll have sex with them. <laughs> well.
0: <laughs>
1: I was paraphrasing but same
0: thing or same same. <laughs> <laughs> this All right. does
1: equal if you defund the police, send them over to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I thought was really sweet when I was researching the winery was, like, his mom, um, um, he was, like, really close to her, and she died, like, in the early 2000s. Tony and I talked about this a little bit before we yeah. started recording. And so he, like, scattered her ashes amongst the grapes, and the first wine that they ever made that was truly 100% that vineyard's grapes was a Cab Sav, and he named it after her. That's really sweet. That's really precious. Mm -hmm. Um, But like Tony was saying earlier, apparently like his mom had had a lot of like medical issues. Yeah, she did. She um, had some sort of paralyzing aneurysm when he was a kid and he had to go live with his dad. Right. He was living with her for a while first and his church um, completely blamed her for it saying that she was going to go to hell and that it happened as punishment. What? So it's, it's fucked up, dude. It's yeah, it really up. Yeah, it caused him to really distrust organized religion. Well, which you no can blame shit. him. Yeah. But then he found a new church that kind of showed that, you know, the way is following the path, not yeah. worrying about the outcome so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really helped him... Um, focus on the now and better himself. And I think that um, a lot of the way he looks at music and everything, even making wine has a lot to do with that, where um, it's what he's doing now. It's what he's feeling now. So it really translated well into his life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The more I drink this wine, the more that I'm starting to kind of like it because the sour notes soften. Well, I think it has like kombucha vibes. I was also just looking at the cork, and it says, well, this is odd <laughs> on the cork. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. looking at it because I was looking at it. So I, I copied you. Sorry. <laughs> I opened the bottles before we started recording just to let the, the reds breathe a little bit, and I noticed that, too, and was like, oh, I'm going to put these on the table instead of just throwing them away because I thought that was funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be good with... Nice steak or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely got some beef vibes, as they were saying. Well, yeah. I think that the sourness and the acidity would be good to cut through, like the richness and fattiness of
0: beef. Beef, beef, and some real strong cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a blue oh, cheese a wedge salad. Oh, bitch!
1: Actually, I don't like wedge salads.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, ice. I just don't like
1: iceberg lettuce. I think it's trash.
0: I still gotta like strong uh, kitty litter nose and my last sip of that so that's what i left it with are oh. you sure it's not me because my cat has been no. peeing on my clean clothes so that's cool no i can smell it in my glass right now okay <laughs> smell my glass i can definitely smell the grapes
1: i thought it smelled like bo okay, initially but maybe it's my dishwasher hey, maybe it smells different because you rinsed. i rinsed your glass and i didn't rinse mine see this is why we have to be consistent ladies mm-hmm
0: Jeez! But that means you only need to. You always have to. I don't like, know. Rinse your glass with the white wine before the red. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. One second, sniff. They smell the same. Okay, white kitty litter. I.
1: it was more like of a baby wipe vibe to me.
0: Okay. Like a dirty baby wipe. <laughs> no,
1: just like the perf- like the alcoholy perfumey. Stuff. Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
0: what were you saying, <laughs> Lauren? Oh,
1: I wasn't gonna say um anything except for that. I'm ready for this next bottle. Yes. Okay. We should so I'm
0: gonna just pour this. Well, you
1: can out. you can read the bottle while you drink the rest. Or... I don't. I don't need that in my life. Okay. So they do like experimental wine every once in a while, and so right. this is what this one is. So this one's it, and the label is different on this one. It doesn't have like the Caduceus logo and stuff the way the other ones do. So this one says. Um, and it looks more like scientific. Like I like the label on this one a lot more yeah, because so, it it's fancy and the punt is deeper. Yeah. It says could do that's what I should say too, that like all the punts on these bottles are really deep and the price point on all these bottles is forty-five to fifty dollars. Yeah, they're pricey babies. Mm-hmm. When I picked out the wine, I actually got all the cheapest ones because we didn't have a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. There's yeah. also a ton of other options. He has like um like champagne and cans and all sorts of different stuff on there. Ooh, we should have got some canned champagne. Mm. That's the next tool episode that we do in season five. Well, they had a thing where you could get a bunch of different cans of the champagne and a bag, like a little combo. Anyway, a bag of champagne. No, it was like a cool, like little backpack. Like, Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was like, they have champagne in bags. My (laughs) (laughs) God. So this one says, um, could you see a cellar's trial series? Number 10, eight, or 101S of the Outlier and Odd Experiments Division. Lot name and volume, AZVA, lot 1,200 bottles. So there were only 1,200 bottles of this made. No um, wonder it was so pricey. I think that was the most expensive bottle, right? Um, BMV Syrah Norte. Um, it's an experiment. The inoculum is amb- ambient and wild, so this is another wild fermented one. Um, and it's a whole cluster grapes, so they don't, mm-hmm. like, Almost all of these are whole cluster grapes, by the way. They all... Yeah. yeah. And it says, notes, tracking the results of an early pick to avoid monsoons. Whole cluster wild ferment, 77-day extended maceration, neutral oak barrels, aged 24 months. The Syrah was um, planted in 2007 on the Bull Memorial Vineyard in Wilcox, Arizona. And um, there's just, like, some info on the side. It's a 2015 whole cluster Syrah. And it's 12.4% alcohol by volume. All right. Give, give me some. Okay. Some, I'm ready to taste I have in. some other notes on this, too. Okay. Because I have something that I would like to say, but I can wait until after we talk about the wine itself. Okay. I'm obviously pouring this very professionally. Sorry, I didn't mean to slosh on your photo tone. This wine actually smells really good. To me, it's got like a perfumey, almost like a florally smell.
0: I'm
1: coming. I'm coming. Okay. Oops. Um, Hand me the bottle, and I'll just move it off the table so it's out of the way. Oh, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. this This one is supposedly pretty funky. It smells great, though. Yeah. Which one's this one again? This is the Outlier and Odd Syrah. Okay. Yeah. So... You can go ahead. I don't actually have anything else because I just had the wild fermentation stuff. We already went over that. Well, I was just going to say, like, we can't talk about Maynard without talking about Tool. And we can't talk about Tool without talking about Alex Gray, (laughs) who to me looks like a sociology professor. (laughs) Personally. Ooh, this baby got legs. Yeah, it's it smells to me. Like, it smells really good. It smells like... I mean, you can tell it's a Syrah. You can Yeah, well, it. out of the three we've smelled so far, like, it smells the best, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I swished it so hard, it sloshed off the damn glass. Well, this one and the one before
0: are both very, very dark red. Mm-hmm. I need to... I want to do more research on legs because I'm always like, yeah, they got nice legs, but, <laughs> I mean, there's, like, a really intricate way you're supposed to look at it. I was
1: it. honestly expecting this one to be funkier than the one before and it's it's flip flop.
0: It's more it's more mild. I like yeah, it. I, I actually really this. like this one a lot. It's very smooth. I mm-hmm. really like it. And there's no kind of weird nose or aftertaste or anything.
1: Mm-hmm. It's actually like at the perfect temperature too. It's like slightly chilled. <laughs> so I do want to bring back up the Alex Gray thing because Nicole sent me a picture as a joke and asked if she should buy a blanket for her mother and it's an Alex Gray like like print on a blanket of like a man trying to like suck his own penis (laughs) it's not really alex gray it's someone making fun of alex gray Gray,
0: but it's really
1: like in the same thing where you can see all the
0: veins because it was like should i get this for my mom for mother's day So, Nicole, when you were doing your research, did you see, like, they have, they call it the templates, and it's, like, the different areas. They have five different blocks in Arizona where they grow the grapes, so they're all, like, yeah, different. Yeah, so
1: I, I did see that, and I also was doing some research that they actually have, like, a big wine school there now, which I have actually read about before, weirdly, but... um did you I say honestly, that y'all
0: both said yeah like obvious. well she was talking um, about it
1: like mentioned it a little bit earlier you, well i didn't see that there were five i saw that there were three yeah the
0: website says five mm-hmm.
1: so um i gotta say like i thought that all of this arizona wine was gonna be booty as fuck kind of like how all the oklahoma wine is booty as fuck but this one particularly is hella good to be fair to Oklahoma wineries, um, the only place I've ever drank Oklahoma wine really is at the state fair, so <laughs> there could be some better ones. I I've had Native Spirits, and we did that one wine tasting at Art Walk. That and was a different guy. And that one, it tasted like balloons. Yeah, we've yeah. mentioned that before on the pod, but like... I think that that was the chocolate cherry one, oh and God. that was the, what I picked to have at my wedding. I bought cases of it and took it all the way to Georgia, because I love it. <laughs> Oh, no, this was an, (laughs) oh, this was a rosé. This, I don't think this was the chocolate cherry one. Well, they had two. One tasted kind of like gummy bears. Mm -hmm. And then one tasted like fucking rubber Mm -hmm. balloons.
0: I've been, I've tasted a lot of Oklahoma wineries. I've been on like part of their little like road trip winery thing. We did that together. Not all of those were bad. Yeah. There's some decent ones and I think they're probably only going to get better because it was very new when we went. That was like 10 years ago. It
1: takes a while for the grapes to get established. Of course, of
0: course, but it's, you know, like
1: I just didn't mm-hmm. expect what we've got in our glasses right yeah, now. No, so I guess with all this stuff, like he kind of got in on the ground floor, as it were, because in two thousand nine, um, they established something called the Southwest Wine Center. Okay, and so it's like um part of the you have, um i'm getting the wine hiccups college and it's on their Verde valley campus but it's a viticulture and and enology program and i guess it's pretty well respected but you can go and learn how to like grow the grapes and how to make the wine and it's like a you can get a degree in it oh that's cool Mm -hmm. and tasty even yeah and also i never really understood the oceanfront property in arizona song but now i do Oh, from George Street. <laughs> because of his whole quote, because, like, it's basically, like, okay, yeah, it'll be, like, beachfront property if California falls off the map. Right. Like, like falls into the ocean. Right. And so that's what falls he said about... <laughs> yeah, falls off the East Coast. But that's what he was saying about um, making that vineyard there. He said... um Um, Both the vineyard, which is Merkin Vineyards, and the winery, which is Caduceus Cellars, are located in Arizona. This is a prime spot for vineyards, an untapped resource. But the master plan is to have the Merkin Vineyards bed and breakfast set up for when California drops into the ocean, beachfront property, and the new Napa Valley. (laughs) That's a Thinking pretty ahead. good plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, global warming and all that, like, mm-hmm. well, that wa- his whole setup is open 365 days a year, a year for tours and tasting and shit. Ooh, that's another one we should add to the list. Mm-hmm. We should go there for my 40th birthday party. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> wine club on a road trip. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I was just fuck. I can't even remember what the hell I was gonna bring it up. Why I was going to bring up Alex Gray now. I'll tell you an Alex Gray story. Okay. Yes. In 2012, me and my husband, Seth, um, we went up to... Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. (laughs) Lover of Tony. (laughs) (laughs) We went up to the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors for a concert, and it was still when they were having concerts in their house... Since then they raised money and they redid their carriage house where they now have all their shows. Right. Um, But you were able to just walk around their house. And I went to the bathroom and there's that one um, painting that it's like all the posters of boys from 2004 had in their living room is just framed in their bathroom off of their library. And it's like, this is fucking hilarious. (laughs) You're like, I feel at home. It's just like every college party I've ever been to. (laughs) The main difference being that there's a frame and not just like tape on the corners. (laughs) It's not ripped. I mean, you would think it would be framed somewhere a little nicer above a fireplace, but the bathroom, Mm -hmm. it forces you to look at it and appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) Maybe that was their goal. Mm. I think it was. They're pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't have any, like, personal stories about Alex Gray. I just remember some of our other friends a few years ago going to... Was it Kansas City? To go see, like, this whole night where it was, like, Alex Gray and his wife were speaking. There was live painting and all this stuff. But mostly, like, Spongle was playing and oh was it um Jules friend of the pod yeah it was her and a bunch of people and And they went to Uptown Theater (laughs) yeah and there was a lot of drama well their car got broken into right and Mm -hmm. like the guy who was driving them his backpack got stolen that had all of their like party favors and money and and, tickets and tickets and everything in it like someone just bashed his car in and took all that and it kind of put like a damper on the weekend put a bad taste in their mouth Mm -hmm. if you will Unlike this wine. This wine's very good. It puts a good taste in my mouth. So good. Well, I can see the whole old world thing because all of these wines, none of these wines are very sweet. No, they're all pretty sour. And that's something that I appreciate. Well, and most old world wines are really made to be um, consumed with food, food. And so the flavors are a lot more subtle. Right. And yeah. Um, I, I really do appreciate this one. I didn't really like the white so much. Like I could see like pairing that with like some fruit and stuff and it just being like a good time. But... I thought the white was good, but I don't think it was worth the price. No, that's kind of where my head is at as well. And that's how I feel about the red blend too. Well, we never have a good red blend on this fucking podcast. Like it's a, it's a goddamn curse. Mm -hmm. It's a goddamn curse. We have, we have a few, like a few future episodes with more red blends and I don't have high expectations. So do you want to know what my recent run in with a red blend is?
2: Mm Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, Okay, we drink the Boda Box Red Volution. I like that because it kind of tastes like cranberry juice. But Apothic Red has a red blend. And so Retta, like from Parks and Recreation. Yes. She um, has a thing that she makes that's called Sangreta, which is just where you get like a huge 30-ounce plastic tumbler and fill it with ice. Fill it about two-thirds of the way full with Apothic Red blend. Mm-hmm. And then you put some peach nops. Some like orange liqueur in there, and it has to be siroc, green apple vodka, and then orange juice. And you stir it and drink it. And it's like, per, it looks like it's like the color of a purple Flintstone vitamin. And she calls it Sangreta, and it's like taking Instagram by storm. So that sounds like a season finale if I ever heard it. <laughs> I was
0: like, yes, please. Delicious. <laughs> I love it in sangria. Don't we all? Don't we all? Well, we have one more to go. So I think we should chug it and pour move along yeah babies um we're we're making
1: some jungle juice right here Mm. i love that fucking picture of like the (laughs) the thing right by airport security where it's like pour your liquids here someone (laughs) took a picture of it and said can't stop thinking about that airport jungle juice (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if you know this but in seattle the big wheel or whatever they um they won't let you leave the facility because you can buy drinks before you go onto to the big Ferris wheel. And they won't let you leave the facility unless your cup is empty because it's like souvenir cups. And yeah. um, that's incorporated into the fucking hefty ass price. But anyway... So you
0: all rode it? Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So um, anyway, so they have like this big bucket right by the door and you have to like pour your drink in there if you don't want to finish it before you leave. Mm-hmm. And like I saw this dumb thing like... About Jungle Juice, like that being like Jungle Juice a few weeks ago, <laughs> which is hilarious. um Yeah, so Tony just poured the um, what 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 wine is that? Tell us about it's it. It's the Aravada yeah. Grenache. It's a two thousand seventeen, and I'll read the bottle for you. Um, yeah, the bottle says this Grenache is from the Elephant Block White Silt Limestone Cobble Site lenses of Caliche, hidden from sight. Swell and recede within the buried substrates of the lower Oak Creek. Snakes its way around the 30-acre policing river terrain, house mountain, only a stone thrown away affords a vis- 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 <laughs> vis- vis- <laughs> visceral <laughs> narrative of volcanic influence on the site's geologic past. I just want everyone to know that I was having to squint in order to read this <laughs> bottle.
0: Now, the labels <laughs> because... are very friendly to the eyes. Yeah, also, after
1: drinking couple glasses of wine Mm -hmm. I mean well, And you have fake lashes on They're fantastic fake Mm -hmm. lashes You look beautiful by the way She's
0: easily the most beautiful person in this room She got all done up for us today Just for us I feel so honored
1: So I also put on earrings one swipe of mascara But I did not wear a bra So this is all to distract you from (laughs) Well I will let you know that I listened to the John podcast Where he was wearing glitter eyeshadow And I was like how could I compete with John (laughs) The John podcast. What was is John? That? in
0: Front of the pod was John. On the jar. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, this one was aged in concrete eggs.
0: What? I read that. 18 months. Mm-hmm. I would like to spend 18 months in on a concrete, concrete egg. egg. <laughs> is, is that can that can that be the time machine like well, to get I, me through? I downloaded the tech cheat for this one and I'm not going to take your job, but I will say that on the text sheet, it has soundtrack. I'm going to take your job. Oh, yeah. That's the thing.
1: Oh, yeah. On the... Yeah, it did. Like, it, I'll pull so it So, up. the
0: soundtrack for this one is Beats Antique and Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do love some Beats Antique. Yeah. So. I forgot Bob about that when I name. was doing
1: um, the research. So, this one had, like, tasting notes, but they don't really say anything. It just says... Um, Early pick, whole cluster, wild fermented, extended maceration, aged in concrete eggs. So all with the stuff we've heard before, except for the concrete eggs. That's new. It says vibrant aromatics with a complex palette and rich with old world characteristics. So my experience with Grenache's have always been that they make it feel like the skin is peeling off of the inside of my mouth. But I still like it. Me too. But um, just from sniffing this thing, like you can tell it's going to be a hearty glass of wine. It smells better than any of the others. It's, so I thought it, I thought that it would be the darkest, but it's actually, no, it's, it's one of it's, the lighter ones. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the blend even was a lot dicker, dicker, like, <laughs> darker.
0: No, it is. <clears> throat> obviously throat> my throat>
1: mind's on the gutter. It's also not as dry as I was expecting. Ooh, I love this.
0: So did we drink? Was the white that we drank the Lost Le Uh huh. Okay. So the backtracking to the first one, the Over a while back, y'all keep up. Soundtrack on that one was Blonde, Redhead, all B fifty twos. I
1: I do like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Queen. What's the other playlist we got going on? Those are the
0: only two I found. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, the B fifty twos though.
0: Yeah, and I think Beats Antique for this, totally. Totes, yes. And Robert Johnson.
1: You know, this is a wine that if I knew I had friends coming in from out of town who were Tool fans, I would order just for them, knowing that they would appreciate it, and we could drink it together, and it could be a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's worth the price point.
1: I think, yeah. I think so, yeah, too. Like, I think out of all of the ones we've tried so far, like this one definitely lives up to mm-hmm. the cost. Yeah. And I also think, like, it's super flavorful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really good. Uh, My ex-boyfriend from the Navy, he's super cute, Uh, me and him are still (laughs) super good friends. Um, Me and him talked about the different wines, and he had gone to Rock on the Range. It's in Columbus, Ohio. Is it like
0: a festival? It's a festival,
1: yeah. He went in 2018 and Tool played, and they had a tent of this wine and he did a tasting. Oh, that's really cool. Talked about how much he loved this. Yeah. So that's really cool. I would be really interested to, to like, check that out. To be honest with you. I love, so One of the reasons why I fell in love with music festivals is because I started going to my first, I went to my first music festival in 2012, which is kind of a late bloomer, to be honest. It's okay. We still love you. I know. So, um, but we went to a secondary one, which is called the Harvest Music Festival. And that was in um, also Ozark. And we had these like,
0: the like like sport bottles? bottles. <laughs> that it's was like, for your birthday, wasn't it? It's like the Gatorade
1: Waterboy bottles, and they hold a full yeah. bottle of wine. And they, yes, and so there's just That's something. That's where breakfast wine came from. There's just something kind of magical, though, about a bottle of wine and, like, listening to your like some of your favorite music. Side On note, the mountain, they cost $5. They were really good wines, It was $7 too. if you got the bottle to go with it, and it was 5 and they would refill it. Exactly. And it was, and the, it was a th- local Arkansas, like, vineyard. It was it really was. good. And they would let you take it into the concert grounds because they were, like, being real sticklers about that. We had to buy it in the concert grounds. Yeah, but it so was like, anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like that—that's kind of what was like. Oh, okay, so w- like you know, weed and wine was born from a separate incident. Like music and wine was born from
0: that particular incident. I have very fond memories of that particular festival because that was kind of at the it age. It used to be, by the way, it was like always on my birthday weekend or like week. Well, that was our first bonding experience together because we drove there together and we were both like. Ah sure but we had a ton of fun
1: yeah if you want to make friends just pick somebody up off the side of the highway like angie did with me and then uh drive for four hours to a music festival and then care for each other
0: the entire time and that's if it works out well if it doesn't somebody ends up dead in the ditch whatever
1: (laughs) or they lose their favorite hat which i still feel kind of responsible that might still be just as bad (laughs)
0: but yeah that was like my first introduction to kind of like the slower bluegrassy fall festivals about the time I was in my late 20s. yeah and I was like, yes, yes, I can handle this. I don't want a bunch of like drug babies in like a hundred degree heat. Or See, fucking, yeah, I love like,
1: the 100-degree heat, <laughs> drug baby. Well, I don't know about drug baby, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of the drug baby. I personally like the slower cl- crowd, um, the people who are a little bit more responsible, people who, like, want to sit and talk to you for a second, not people who are, like, freaking out and just, like, coming up on your campsite and it's like, hey, help me, like, mellow out, man. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think we all know the kind of festivals that we prefer. Mm-hmm. True. True. Yeah, I know that
0: none of us would want to go.
1: Right, I've never felt more like royalty in my life than when I can go to my own bathroom, take my own shower, and then just be high on ecstasy and rub down my entire body with lotion. Yeah, that is like, or go to the duty free area (laughs) and like bathe in perfume, (laughs) which I did every single day because I forgot my perfume. (laughs) Okay, so one more, like, fact that I wanted to kind of, like, shoehorn into this, and I don't really know how to do it. Cram it. So I'm just going to say it. Cram it. So, like, obviously I did more, like, wine research and stuff, but I just kind of, like, took a peek at Wikipedia for, like, the stuff about Maynard. And so there were two takeaways from that. So. (laughs) Okay. One. Two. So the first one was down at the bottom. Um. So at the bottom it'll like say what else like is in reference to or whatever. And so his was like list of Brazilian jujitsu practicers and list of celebrities who own wine wineries and vineyards. <laughs> See, so I oh go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, like, I forced myself to watch an entire 10 minute video of Maynard mm-hmm. giving like meditation tips mm-hmm. while he was wearing like um oh fuck what is it called the like whites that you wear when you're like practicing karate a g oh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm it's a gi it's a gi but um yeah so he was wearing a black gi with like the green like a green like like logo on it and i Mm -hmm. like watched that full video and i you know thought maybe it would make me sleepy i watched it before bed last night and it it did not (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. The other thing was that It was talking about his name Because he was born James Herbert Keenan But then started going by Maynard James Keenan and um, But it said that his sobriquet is, May- is Maynard His sobriquet Yeah, it's the French term for nickname That's how fucking pretentious this dude is <laughs> Oh, no, I think it was his nickname from the Navy. I think that's where he got it. No, 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 no. Just that in his Wikipedia article, instead of saying, like, his (laughs) nickname or his stage name, it said... Sober K. Sober K. Like, yeah. Well, he's known for being kind of a
0: smart-ass asshole. Oh, yeah, of course. But I was just
1: like, of course (laughs) it's this, instead of being, like, he goes by or anything. Yeah,
0: that short documentary that I was mentioned at the beginning was the... Um, Vicarious documentary mm-hmm. about the video. It was coming out in two thousand seven, and like I had it on while I was doing other stuff at work today, and I was just like, "Oh my god, all these people sound so pompous." They yeah, were just they like, fucking do. Oh, I watched the same documentary so by the way. Art, 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 and it's just like real deep and shit, and like, and I don't know, a very kind of early two thousands, late nineties thing, but really just. Put a bad taste in my mouth and I was just trying to figure out why and I couldn't figure it out. Because I know they're all creative artistic people and I don't Yeah, because the uh hate artistic name? and creative people, but just the way they were talking just got under it my just, skin. I
1: understand that. Um I was gonna say like their um is it their guitarist? Um, Justin Chancellor, like he did a lot of special effects for Edward Scissorhands and Jurassic Park. Yeah, they were and talking about. And by the that. way,
0: he's a hottie, and he can stink fist my butthole. Anyhow. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> But yeah, I mean, anyway, that was just one one takeaway from my tiny bit of research I was able to do this. No, I totally understand. And you know what I think
1: is fucking weird is that I was like watching a different documentary and did some other research about how like because, you know, um, Maynard was really good friends with um, Hicks What's his first name. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, so he was really good friends with Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks was in a a couple of their music videos early on. Mm -hmm. And also um, at Lollapalooza, Bill Hicks opened for them. So. Well, I say Lollapalooza, but it was, like, one of their first Lollapalooza bookings. Um, But Maynard also used to do, like, open mics in California, which I find to be really strange. Like, comedy open mics? Yes, because I don't ever see that man cracking any kind of smile. He did, like, a lot of stuff on Mr. Show, though. He really did, but, like, I never watched a whole lot of Mr. Show. Oh, I did. Well, good. I never even heard of it until I did this research for this. Oh, no, it's so good. Like, the originals, I think you can watch on Hulu and maybe on Netflix, and then they did, like, a whole, um, like, re like, a new season of it, and that's also on Netflix, but, you know, it's, um, what's his name from Better Call Saul? And... Oh, the lawyer from Better Call Saul? Yeah, Saul from Better Call Saul. I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: So, I think We're probably about to wrap it up and do our final taste, but I do want to give Tony, our guest, a chance to let us know if she has any other final notes from her research that... Like, any hot hot info. info. Yeah, baby girl really, like, turned it
1: out. Like, I have a pile of stuff here and I didn't even get through my first page but I think the thing that I found most interesting I'm super into ghosts and spooky scary stuff as we know So um my favorite show is The X-Files and I found out that when Maynard was in college his best friend was Gillian Anderson from <gasps> The what? X-Files what? fuck off. And I will let you know that when I got married and it I said I'm picking the theme for this wedding Seth he was he could i don't know he could fuck off he could yeah <laughs> <laughs> he could quietly and just say yes just nod great. just <laughs> so, nod um my theme for my wedding um it ended up being uh 57 chevy but it was based off of the episode of the x-files um called home which was from season four episode two with the peacock family and the whole thing with the song johnny mathis wonderful wonderful was one of our <laughs> wedding songs isn't that, so, isn't that the episode they don't air anymore they don't they well don't. the suitcase baby it, it, it was taken off the air Well, they're inbreds mm-hmm. and it's it's my favorite episode <laughs> that
0: is a but, hot piece um, of information. for me oh no continue because yeah, there's um, a connection but
1: no when i found out that they were best friends
0: when he was in art school i was like i knew i Tool for a reason. I basically, she's one of the people I want to be when I grow up. Yes. Like, there's a handful of them, and she's definitely one of them. Julian Anderson? Yeah. Well, I do love her character in sex education. Yeah. The, like, therapist mom. Like, I need to start watching that again (gasps) because it's basically, like, my job.
1: The second season is, like, really good. Okay. Yeah. Angie's how I get all my sex advice, by the way. She brings me condoms all the time. I also
0: take. You not used condoms? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, after four wine tasting, four tastings of wine. Uh, expired Glasses. condoms. Oh, you take them off my hands? Yeah, I've so got. A, I've got a gift for you because we use them for you know demonstrations. demonstrations. Okay,
1: cool. Wait. Yeah, yes. So,
0: um, I think we should take one more hot.
1: Take from Tony. Take a, from cu- Tony. Any, a couple, however many Um, want. I guess I'll just say, other than that, um, my favorite song. Please. Okay, so it's Push It off of the Anima album. Anima it's- is one of my favorite. Yeah, we never yeah, talked albums. about favorite songs. Okay, well, let's do it now. So Push It I from Anima is uh, <laughs> Tony's favorite yeah, song. Yeah, there's this point around the
0: five-minute mark where it goes into this tabla trance, and it, I just feel very close to that. <laughs> Don't know. I know Lauren has a favorite song.
1: Um my favorite Tool song is Sober from oh, yeah, their first that. album. Weird. But my favorite, I know, right? Cuz I'm <laughs> definitely not and never will be. And also I feel like that song is just kind of like boy, just sit down your, just sit your girlfriend down and have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like why are we screaming into this microphone? You could just easily like clear this up. <laughs> um I still like the song a lot though. Cause but he's my favorite a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite song from it, a perfect circle though is Three Libras. I think he's a Pisces. Check it. Check it. I think his birthday. So, um, I know that Nicole and Angie aren't like big um prog rock alt rock girls, but do you guys have a Tool song that you know? Absolutely not. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His birthday is April 17th. Well, then trust me and Tony whenever we say that the songs that we're talking about are the best songs. I also like 46 and 2. And I, when we get off of here, I'm going to play some Pussy, F- Pussy for Free. Pussy for I, I, I listened Pussy to his Pussy other Perf- band, the um, Perfect, Circle? Perfect Circle, like as a teen. Yeah. But I don't really remember much about it. I also liked the the song. I liked System of a Down better for my like angry music. Yeah. I understand. It's named after understand. his mother. I understand. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I also like um, I liked a perfect circle more than I liked Tool. If I'm gonna be honest, um, because I also liked Counting Body like sheep to the rhythm of the war drum. Mm-hmm. Which was a really fun music video too. If you guys were into I that at the time, I misspoke. I'm, he was an he's an Aries, not a Pisces. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so like the little brother of like the zodiac or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I'd recognize. And like when you're talking about some of these videos, or even when I watched that documentary, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. But like, like I said, I knew it was around when I saw I'm it, telling but you, I wasn't. Like I'm
1: going. It. You need to go on the Spotify, put on some tool, and get into bed naked, with your man. Make Doug bring you some strawberries. Go
0: downtown to the little sex store, buy some goodies.
1: A butt plug. Stinkfest. I mean, put on
0: Stinkfest and put done done it to Andy DeFranco, I can probably do it to Tool. <laughs> oh, too. you can do it so much better to Tool. Because
1: <laughs> Tool is just not saying. with my current man. It's just <laughs> me. <named. Just>, but, <laughs> but it's out there. it's, it's been done. Um, okay, so I think we need to start talking about like where we rank them.
0: Um, start with number one, the white. So you're going first. You wanna? I think. Uh, oh, okay. Rank? Yeah, we're going to rank say them. So, my do least you... favorite is number two. The Anubis? Yes.
1: So, let's refresh our memories really quick before we, we start like just rattling okay, so shit off. First... So, we started with the white, which was the table wine. It was the. Um, That's the Dos Ladrones. I thought that one was pretty okay. Dos Ladrones. Well, we're going to go around the table and we're going to each ask each other individually. That's the B52s. Dos (laughs) Ladrones. Second was Anubis. Mm -hmm. That's the red table wine. Third was the um, special
0: scientific wine.
1: Outlier and odd Syrah. Outlier and odd Syrah. And the last one was the Avata. Aravata. Aravata. Aravata? And that was the Beats Antique. That was the Beats Antique, yes.
0: So So
1: rank them from. rank all four of them how did you least to best how, however you want to do it sweetheart the not to be like condescending i wasn't trying to be like that but i feel like sweetheart is kind of a
0: condescending thing the andy bust <laughs> was such <laughs> a bust. bust Anus bust <laughs> <laughs> It was my least favorite. Anus bust was your least favorite. And then it goes, Can you tell us why you don't like the least well, anus bust? For some reason it had that kitty litter nose and I don't know what the problem was, but it just never got good. You know, sometimes like it kind of like it just never got better. The white wine, great white table wine. I just don't like white wine, but it wasn't like crisp. It was like I was drinking warm, thick water, okay. but not
1: in a bad way. Okay, I'm a little confused. We're going from your least favorite to your most
0: favorite, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so the
1: Anus Bust white wine was a bust. Got it. No, the <laughs> Anus Bust
0: red table wine was a bust. That's my uh, least yes, favorite. Yes, yes, yes. Then the white wine. Because is... you don't like whites. But sorry to be like really confusing. I'm just drunk. <laughs> okay and then this is the hard part i think i'm gonna go the um scientific trial wine and then the grenache grenache which was the beats antique robert johnson wine the, the arabata yes that's yep. how i'm remembering it in my mind
1: okay um i'll go next and i think my least favorite wine was the white wine because to me, it just didn't have anything special going on about it. And like for the price point, like, come on, dude, seriously. Um, I think my, my next pick, cause I'm going also from least to favorite. Um, my next pick is also the anus bust because like Angie said, I didn't have a kitty litter vibe for me. It was more of a BO thing going on, but like, it just, it just felt like it really, it felt flat. Like when I smelled it and when I tasted it, you know, those were like two different things it's for me. So I, you know, I, I just, get it. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next wine for me is definitely the one that we just tried, the Grenache, mm-hmm. um, for for me personally, like I just didn't think that it was that Grenache-y, I guess like I have like a certain kind of like caliber that I expect from a granache, which is like to be kind of dry, but to also be like really like forward focused on oh, your palate. Kind of a little bit more
0: full than it was,
1: right? Yeah, and, it did fall flat a little bit, and and that to me like kind of fell flat. But I do really love the. Um, what do we call on this? The Outlier and Odd ex- Experiments Division. The, um... It's the an Outlier and Odd Syrah. Outlier and Odd. Well, it says Outlier and Odd Experiments Division on the bottle. But, yeah, it's the Syrah, which is weird for me because I don't normally like Syrahs that much. But um, this Syrah is, like, really hot, hot stuff. It
0: was good. It was a hard decision between those two, our our top two. So yeah. Like I just
1: think the Grenache for me, like just based on what I've tried before versus like this, this like um, outlier and odd wine, like the outlier and odd wine, like it was just a little bit more flavorful and it was crossed all And it was, (laughs) 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 and like overall, like it was the most flavorful. It was the most tasty. It was the most interesting of what we had to offer today so um tony what What how do you you want to rank them obviously we're going from like least favorite to most favorite so what's your what's your hot take okay so my least favorite is the white um the table wine um (sighs) the los dolores i i yeah the dos lodores um Oh, I'm I, sorry. The Dos uh, Ladrones. La, La um, I really just always mix white wine with something. So I felt that it <laughs> needed, I don't
0: know. Some I usually mix my play, white wine with,
1: with so um, uh, ice cubes. Some, like some <laughs> frozen peaches. Yeah, something. Um, I actually I mix think,
0: mine with a trash can. And I can.
1: think that it really would be good if, if I could mix <laughs> it with my normal tastings. But then it th- wouldn't be just what it is, which is white wine and that's what we're doing here is just sampling how it comes exactly yeah um my second would be the anubus um it the anus has, bust or anubis? <laughs> it, it really i, on I think that it that might camp. taste really good with with a meal um if i was somewhere super fancy in arizona and had a whole tasting, I would completely say yes. Pair this with what you think it would go with, and if they said this, I would be like yes, I'll pay for that. But just drinking it, um, a whole glass of wine, it's it was um, it was very full <laughs>
2: for yeah, what it is. Yeah, I think that's a
1: good description of it. Um, my third one would be um, the outlier. I think it was. Really, really um, delicious. I think that it had a little bit of a weird smell, which kind of <laughs> threw me off. Um, and, and the thing is, with the smell, it's not that it, it was a bad smell. It was a very red grape smell, but it was um, not what I'm used to when it comes to smelling. Not what you wine. expected yes. and not what you would prefer. Is, Box wine if we must know. Yeah, we're bonus bitches everybody. <laughs> All the listeners know that. Um, All our five listeners. <laughs> we don't have just five listeners. No, but the um my favorite was definitely the last one. The Grenache. The Grenache which I like I said, you know, if I had company coming over and I knew that they were hard cool tool fans and I wanted to wine and dine them, I would spend $50 on a bottle of this to be like Hey, so this is from Maynard's Vineyard. What do you guys think? And I'm a great host, so. mm. I fucking rule. (laughs) Remember this forever. (laughs) Nicole, what's your take? I'm not going to like buck the trend at all. I would say my lowest is the white. Not that it was bad necessarily. It just wasn't anything special. And I don't think that it like necessitated that price point. Nope. Not at all. And then. I agree with you 100. Yeah. Then the next Echoing is my the, the red table wine. The um, blend? Yeah, the, the red blend. The anus bust? I mean, it was good. It did grow on me, but it was, like, pretty sour. Mm-hmm. And I also just didn't think it was anything to write home about. <laughs> and then the next, would for me, would be the Grenache, which I do have to say it was a really good Grenache, especially because, like, a lot of the Grenaches I've tried before, like... Especially the one hundred percent Grenache. They're like really dry to the point where it feels like you ate like a persimmon skin or something where it feels like the the skin on the inside of your cheeks is peeling or something. Like this didn't give me that feeling. Um, but I did like the the like experimental funky wild fermented Syrah the most. Oh, okay. Personally, which I thought I would like the well, I don't know what I thought. I was, I thought it would be even more sour and like kombucha y because of like
0: the wild fermentation, but. So I think they're, we're all kind of in the same in the top mm-hmm. two and the bottom two, basically. Yeah, yeah, we just
1: have different ways to rank them. Well, And
0: I would say the top
1: two necessitated the price point. I think they're really good and yes. like special, but the bottom two, no. No. Mm-mm. I think, yeah, I would agree. We have progressed, I name, I we have name progressed past that. Probably like a whole case of different wines that taste better than that for literally $10 for either one of those. I totally agree with you. I, I, I feel the same way. So any last like wrap up thoughts guys that you want to throw out there before we, uh, head off to the, I'm, I mean, because of like how kind of like, fa like kind of pretentious, whatever, like smart assy that Maynard is like, I, I don't know. I had some assumptions about Arizona wine coming into this, and I thought that maybe they wouldn't be that good. And I'm kind of surprised that they are. But then also doing like the old world versus new world um, fermentation that I did, like yeah, these are definitely old world wines. Like they're not very sweet and they're not very fruity and. They they still like hold their rank. I mean, they slap. They're good, but like, yes, you, you. I mean, out of all the red blends that we've had on the pod, like this red blend tops all of them. And yes, I'm including Dave Matthews in that. So I think that I think that these wines are like kind of superior for you know how they produce them, but I don't necessarily think that they're like you know. $50 a bottle for the white or the uh, it does, blend. It makes me a lot more curious about other Arizona wines, though. It like, does. As if I needed another reason to visit Sedona, but, you know. But yeah. we're going to go. 40th mm-hmm. birthday. Here yeah. we go, lady. I will tell you that after watching um, Blood Into Wine, um, the documentary about the vineyard and the way everything is um, processed, grown, everything, um, I think I really like... Bernard's um, work ethic. I think that's what I got the most out of it—that he works so hard for this. And even though it's not perfect now, I think his life goal is to get it perfect. To where it's perfect. Yeah So yeah. I think it will only Continue to get better Well it is pretty impressive Like just the age Of the vineyard And the grapes And like where he's been Growing them To get them to this point point. And, and I variety. think it's pretty impress- Impressive too Because this man Is in three fucking bands Plus he runs An entire vineyard But he's also Pretty reclusive Those bands barely tour And also Tool Was supposed to tour This year And people had tickets And everyone's really sad That everything I got know. canceled I know Did you well, have tickets
0: Tony The look on your face I will never go And see Tool
1: Because because I like to have sex to tool and I don't want to see anyone else <laughs> have that <laughs> same look in their eye. What a fun takeaway. Well, uh, once again, Wine Club listeners, that. thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Celebrity Wine Club and thank you to our special guests. This episode was produced by Angela Helt and Nicole Krausen and mixed by executive producer Lauren Swart. Our theme music is by grammatic, hashtag digital freedom. If you would like to send a suggestion or let us know what you think, hit us up at celebritywinedrunk at gmail.com or you can find us on social media at CelebrityWineclub. Wine Club. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Bottoms up, baby.